guys welcome to another episode of ten and tenor thank you again so much for joining me this week um unfortunately this is also going to be a very angry episode um i don't know what is going on but the last uh, few weeks i've been very much on my um feminist role um and um i had i th- something that i've noticed recently is that there is a lot of talk online about uh, violence against women but only like here and there it's not very concentrated not like other social movements that i have seen which is fine um i would rather us have like us talking about it on a continuous basis um um compared to like just a momentary momentarily like trend you know um but so i i think that um we are not talking about it with enough though like i think we need more intensity around the topic uh just because uh I don't think a lot of people are aware on how much violence women experience on a daily basis. Um, I don't think that people realize that it is on a daily basis um, and that it's happening uh, all of the time to millions of women around the world, um, you know, simultaneously. And it's basically a global pandemic, but it's it doesn't have... I don't think it gets the gravity like the issue does not get the societal gravity that it deserves um don't know I, probably because of you know misogyny and patriarchal structures but um uh we're here and we're gonna talk about it and uh i will continue to talk about it probably until the day i die but um yeah so the topic this week is gonna be yeah the daily violence women go through um just to give an idea on how bad the situation is for women um you know uh i think i was talking i overheard someone in university once say like it was she was a woman um she was belgian um and she said like oh we there is no need for feminism like if women want to be equal like why do we need women's day like why you know why not just be equals and i think that's the biggest misconception again about uh feminism and is that it's about equality um it's not about equality in my opinion it's uh, like this is not an opinion this is uh if you read any feminist text you will understand that it's about the liberation of women because women are not equals and of course gender equality is a side effect of that you know if if we liberate women as a class um as a societal class then of course uh there will be gender equality at the end of the day but um gender equality like the saying feminism is about gender equality kind of uh dilutes dilutes the the message of what feminism is and that is helping women <laughs> so uh anyway um she said like there is no need for it blah blah and uh, that always shocks me um deeply when i hear things like this because i also know that she's not alone in this thinking and it's mostly because um uh maybe they have grown up very privileged um and maybe they don't consider what happens to them as violence um because of i don't know it can be a self-defense mechanism it can be you know patriarchal ideas implanted in their heads i don't know but um i uh, would like to disagree very strongly with this statement um because it's not we do need to talk about um women's issues and women's rights um just because we can vote in some countries and because you know there is no necessarily um 
explicit law that states that women are second-class citizens um, doesn't mean that there is no discrimination against women and that there is no oppression of women uh, around the globe, even in the West. Um, but I will get to that in a bit. Um, so I try to kind of... The purpose of this episode is basically to just open people's eyes to what it what violence can look like against women and um again how normalized to see how normalized it is because these are really things that some of these things happen every day um everywhere some of these things are very specific to geographical areas but nonetheless they're important to mention because they're built on the same uh oppressive structures that our systems are built on and everyone else's systems are built on um so i kind of try to break down different categories of violence just to make it easier to understand of course some of these are overlapping and they you know some of these things uh, belong in multiple categories but I tried my best uh, with the help of my friend. Um, so I, we basically divided it into emotional and mental violence, uh, verbal, uh, societal, physical, and sexual violence. I, I made a clear distinction between, or I tried to make a clear distinction between sexual and physical violence because not all physical violence is sexual, um, even though they're mostly uh, focused. <laughs> on it still uh we will talk about mutilation etc in a bit but um yeah I, f I feel like there was still a distinction to be made so um yeah uh maybe let's start with the easiest one <laughs> uh which is oh before i get into this obviously this episode can be very triggering for some people who have experienced violence um um and i obviously this is like a warning, a trigger warning. If you are not, um, you know, uh, if you're not in the state to listen to this, then that's fine. Please do consider your own mental health before anything else. Um, it is not your job to um, necessarily uh, learn about this. If you have experienced this violence, I think it's more important that you uh are able to get help and work through it but um just saying this as again as a trigger warning <laughs> these are very heavy topics um and i don't want you to expose to anything that you know might trigger you so uh let me start with verbal violence so uh, this is like the most basic form and i think every woman has experienced this i don't think there is a single exception um and that is catcalling of course as soon as we step out of our doors um Actually, not even physically, just, I said this before, and I think in my last episode, that every time a woman uh, leaves her space, be it physical or, uh, you know, online, um, so virtual, it, there there is always going to be people who feel entitled to comments uh, on, on their bodies, on their existence, to make them feel dirty with their words, which is, you know, what catcalling basically does. Um, and for those who don't know what catcalling is, catcalling is, you know, uh, shouting inappropriate things at women just, who are just minding their own business. Um, and I think the best uh, analogy I, I heard uh, once uh, was at a poetry slam session. Um, it was like a feminist evening and there was one, I unfortunately forgot her name and it has been such a long time that I 
don't know if I have written it down somewhere. Um, but uh, basically, this one poet said she is walking on borrowed pavements. And that is literally how it feels when, or for me, at least that's how it feels when I step out of the door. Like, I'm very aware of how I'm dressed, not only because... I mean, it shouldn't, we all know, like, I mean, you you guys know me by now, I hope so at least. It shouldn't matter what you're wearing. But the fact that I am aware of it is because I have been conditioned to look out for myself and to be hyper aware of how people, how my surroundings see me, because I could be in danger any moment if I am too provoking. But, but too provoking is very relative. Like provoking could be me looking like a potato sack because it has, this has actually happened. I looked like a potato sack. And someone still can't call me. So it doesn't matter what you're wearing. But it just like. it It's like an hyper awareness. And uh, again like this entitlement to my own body. Um, it's very disrespectful. It's just literally the easiest way to see. That someone is not respecting you as a human being. Because they see you as an object. That can be commented on. And um, it is so common. And it's still not talked about. And it's <laughs> super annoying. Um. That is number one. See, like, already this one is letting me go for five minutes almost. Um, well, I mean, together with catcalling, we can also put in, like, abusive or degrading language. Um, this can... Abusive language can be uh, anything from you bitch to, um, you know, deteriorating your uh, confidence, um, you know, questioning your your uh, again your own boundaries your uh your boundaries as a human being as a as a person on this planet um and degradation also again can be any form of um uh speech that um devalues you as a human um you know i i can give you examples but i feel like this is very clear so i i don't think it needs examples but anyway this is like the first um uh, form of violence um and I remember one time I was um I was out with my friend and another male friends and at that time we both had like shaved heads and um this man just you know I was in a conversation with my two friends and this man in the bar just you know thought it was okay to approach us and to question why we had shaved our heads and it went on for a very long time like he fe felt entitled to my space and my time and my energy um which is very funny to me uh, now back then i was very angry but um one of the things that shocked me was um that my male once the guy was gone which only happened after my male friend said like please leave uh by the way which is also very a uh, very good indication that a man does not respect you because uh if another man has to you know, defend your, you, or, like, a man's word counts more, weighs more than your own word. Means that he doesn't respect you as a human being. He doesn't care about you. Um, and that, again, is also a part of violence, in my opinion. Um, because it makes us feel uncomfortable and scared and uh, in a constant state of terror. Um... So yeah, but anyway, what my male friend said after the guy went away was, um, 
uh, I can't believe this actually happens in real life. <laughs> and that is what shocked me the most because I thought that people would know by by then, you know, like people in our age group would know and um, they would be aware of this, but apparently they aren't. So this is why I'm saying this, guys, this is happening every single day. Literally, this is part of our lives on a daily basis. Yeah, then um, it's also one of the most draining, I think, like it can be a small comment. And like, like just last week, I screamed at a man in the tram because he like thought it was funny to like comment on my uh friend's body and um I'm glad I shamed him into silence because it's you know he deserved it but we can't always we don't always have the energy or you know we don't always feel secure enough to do that so that's a whole other issue um but yeah uh don't do that (laughs) um then I think the uh, next part is a bit more complicated. It's like emotional and mental violence. I think this is very a, a personal thing and there's not really clear examples that you can give because it's very, again, it's very personal and it's different to each story. But I wrote down mainly gaslighting and grooming. So gaslighting, in case you don't know, is that, you know, the other person makes you feel like everything is your fault even though they did the fault, like they did something wrong. But as soon as you point it out, they attack you. They make you feel bad about their actions. They don't take responsibility. Um, I think this is emotional torture. I have gone through this for a very long time when I was with my abuser. Um, uh, Because it makes you feel like shit. And it, it it makes you also dependent on the other person. That's basically what they're trying to do because... Uh, they're breaking you down so much that you feel like you need their validation and because uh, we live in the, in the patriarchy um, we already feel like we need man's approval you know so them gaslighting us is even a, a, another step into them taking control over our lives and um, thoughts and emotions and so um, I think it's just as serious as physical violence even though it's less talked about and um i mean this plays into emotional manipulation as well um uh you know everything that makes you feel like um you are at their mercy basically and then grooming is basically like i mean there's it's it's mostly connected to i think um you know pedophilia especially because there's online grooming you know where you make someone feel uh safe to talk to you and like you groom them into trusting you and you kind of alienate them from their friends and you, you know, you make yourself the only contact person that they have. Um, this also happens, obviously, in real life and especially to women. Um, I have, This happened to myself. I have seen this with other women where, like, the, the groomer will um, isolate the person, the victim, from, you know, uh, from their other friend group and uh, they will groom them into... The kind of behavior that they want to see and um these things happen very like you know some people will be like oh this would never happen to me or like i don't know how women get tricked into doing this or how people get tricked into doing this and it's not about uh, i mean you're being i mean i guess you can say being tricked but it's literally um emotional and mental manipulation is going it goes very slow and very creepily and you don't it really creeps up on you like you don't see it coming and only after usually only after you're out of the situation you realize that you have been 
manipulated and that you have been uh, tortured for all of this time um, because in the moment you you have been so manipulated that you don't see like you cannot see yourself in the situation and you don't see the circumstances of your situation and that's a huge problem um, and I don't think there's enough help I don't think there's enough education about this as well um, it's very hard to um, if you have been preconditioned to seek the approval of men as a woman like and that's that's what what happens like when you grow up this is this is what you've been taught right um if you've been if that precondition already exists it's so much easier for men to manipulate us into um uh believing that you know they're the ones that uh, like it's so much easier for them to manipulate us and to gaslight us and to groom us because uh we have been taught to believe what they say and to seek uh yeah as i said their approval so um you might think it's um, impossible or like it's stupid or someone who you know whatever uh i just want you to know that it's um it is very easy to manipulate uh someone who has been oppressed their entire lives um because we don't believe that we deserve better and that is the I think that is the main issue. We don't know that, you know, we 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 don't need their approval, and we don't know that we are, um, oftentimes better than them, uh, better humans. Um, and so yeah, I think this is like the most. These two are the most common. I think. I mean, actually, all of these are common, but this is the shortest ones I have, so I started with them, but um. Where should I go next? Um, let's go to societal violence, you know, because I was talking about uh, preconditioning women. Um, you know, being born as a woman kind of... Um, it's uh, shitty, <laughs> shitty in, in the sense that, you know, like you are always aware of your role as a woman in society and like you're always taught that, you know, uh, you ain't shit. Um, even if it's not direct, there is always subtle things like, and your value is always dependent on, and it's linked to man's approval of you. So we're often taught to be silent. We're often taught to be um, submissive. Um, and you can argue with me as much as you want. There is scientific proof for this, um, but feel free to argue. I'm here to expand my mind as well. Um, but I think one of the, I mean, you know, this is something that everyone talks about is gender roles and misogyny. So, um, of course, gender roles are put on both sexes. That is not, that's undeniably true. Um, however, you know, male gender roles are mostly empowering. Like, you know, they, uh, not always. I'm not saying they're good. <laughs> I think all gender roles are bad and they should all be abolished because they're all bullshit. Um, but, for example, uh, men are taught to be strong and to be uh, independent and um, all these things. While women are... And, and to, you know, take space. Like, to... They are never... They never question the fact that they are taking space. Well, women are taught to be, like, very delicate and, like, fragile and, you know, taking as little space as possible, which is why most women, like, if you see teenage women, they're always, like, you know, standing 
if I see teenage girls or like if I look at my pictures or at my friend's pictures, I can see that most of us are standing like, oh, like we don't want to, you know, like kind of hunched over. And you can argue that's because we're teenagers, but did men stand like this? I don't think so. Um, so, uh, and obviously this is born out of the patriarchy and the and out of misogyny. Like the hate for women is so big that we want to... Uh, that society wants to control them in a way and like obviously each geographical region has found their own ways to do this but i think misogyny is like a global again a global issue there is no i don't i mean there is very few places that have matriarchies very small communities even then they're not really respecting women so that's a whole other thing um but um misogyny like the hate for women and um, the oppression of women is so universal um, and gender roles are so universal that, um, again, it's a global pandemic and every woman will understand this. Like, there is no... You will know that you have been born... There is no way for you to also ignore these, right? Like, they are pumped into your head from the moment that you are born and from the moment you are born, you, you belong to a man. That is... There is no exception. Like, I, I mean... Obviously, laws have changed. There is no explicit laws that say, oh, you're, you belong to a man. But, I mean, most marriages, most heterosexual marriages are uh, still, you know, very paternal in the sense that, you know, mother stays home, mother, uh, mother takes you know parental leave and i'm not saying that's not only because of of course there's also laws that favor that but like there's places where there is also like leave for fathers and still statistically it's more women taking leaves for example for their kids um and uh, like when you're born uh, you okay you grow up with the mother at home but it's still them like because you see your father so little um you appreciate his presence more as a child. Like, this is just psychologically, you know, what's going to happen. Um, I mean, not in every case, but I'm speaking generally. Um, and so, uh, from that moment on, like, as a woman, you're like, you know, daddy's a little girl. And, like, you know, uh, no man is good enough for you. And all of these things. Like, it's very, very misogynistic, in my opinion. Like, this whole, like, oh, hand me down. Like, you know, like, first you're a daddy's girl and then you have to... This is also, like, the whole walking, you know? The walking down the aisle thing. It's literally, like, handing the woman to another man. Because now she has someone... Like... Uh, and, like, I know some people will say that's, like, it's too, um... Simplistic or, like, it's too much. Like, I, I'm, I'm reaching here for straws or whatever, but, like... All of these symbols have meanings um, because, but they're because they're so ingrained in our culture, we don't even notice them anymore, in my personal opinion. I'm pretty sure that there's a lot of things that I would want to talk about, especially concerning gender roles, but I feel like I, it's going to be too long if I do that. So I'm just going to move on into um, another great part of misogyny is objectification, um, which, you know, manifests itself um, through, for example, that verbal abuse that we, that I talked about, like catcalling, etc., um this whole seen as a property thing um uh the objectification online uh of women's pictures um uh, i mean i think objectification is very self-explanatory so i'm not gonna go into that too much as well um mm, 
the exploitation of women, I think, is something that isn't talked about enough. I'm not only talking about physical exploitation, because that is, I mean, part of objectification, in my opinion. Um, but uh, the exploitation of women, especially for me, in an economical sense, um, the fact that the gender wage gap is still so huge is uh, fucking ridiculous, um, especially because, you know, the West always, like, especially in the West, it's what bothers me the most, I think, because, you know, the West is always like, oh, like, you know, we're not like those Middle Easterners that, you know, disrespect women, like, we, we respect women in our societies and, like, women have basic human rights and blah, blah, but still we cannot manage <laughs> to uh, give the same opportunities to women. We can still, there's still so much stereotypes and, and um, um, you know, sex-based uh, discrimination uh, in the West. Like, the, we couldn't even cl close the gender wage gap. Like, what the fuck, you know? Like, that is, that is, uh, I mean, you could say it's physical exploitation because labor can be physical. But, you know, uh, the exploitation of, of labor from women's sides is huge. Like, why are we not more angry about this like that's fucking ridiculous especially in like i mean i don't know about america but in the eu like there, there is whole committees that strive for the equality of women right in society and um i mean for me that's just proof that feminism isn't about equality because those community like those uh councils are doing shit they're doing nothing what are they doing like how is it not <laughs> possible to ensure the same opportunities and economic income for women as for men uh, after all of these years? I mean, it's 2020, guys. Please get your shit together. Like, this is proof for me that it's about the liberation of women because as soon as we make it about equality, it sounds like, um, uh, like, oh, like, you know, um, both have it hard and you know both sexes have their problems and like that's true but feminism should be focusing like that's why it's called feminism it's focusing on women's problems and so that's why it's about the liberation of women anyway i circle back to this all the time i'm very sorry but yes societal exploitation is uh something very hard to uh address i feel like i mean for me personally it's one of the easiest things to address if just policymakers would you know get their shit together um but the the chance of that happening is very small because let's be real most policy makers are men and it's not their priority um and again we live in a patriarchal society so even if we had more policy makers that are women um they would their decisions would be hated on um and they would be demonized you know by society and the press etc 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 so yeah um and i think the last societal thing that i wanted to talk about which is i think again uh, very apparent in my in my personal opinion um but I, I guess it's not for everyone but it's the denial of bodily autonomy this does for me this also includes again being able to walk and be respected <laughs> um you know uh but apparently that's not a societal standard um that you know people respect my body and my boundaries um but this is also societal uh in the way that it's like implemented in laws like we don't have abortion rights we don't have birth control we don't let women like not all women have access to these things um uh we cannot decide over our own bodies that's a whole um that's a whole other problem um 
I think Ireland's was it two years ago or three years I don't know like Ireland recently legalized abortion I think which was a huge thing like it was so big I remember and and like you know the fact that this could happen in the EU is still something that like shocks me like the I know I'm aware of you know the problems in Turkey about this um again like going back to you know that you cannot have an abortion if you're married because we don't acknowledge marital rape for example as well um all of these things uh, obviously play into women's uh, positions in society because if you are not letting them decide for their own body, then that either means that you don't think that they have, you know, the capacity to do so, which is dumb because women are, uh, you know, capable of taking care of themselves and their body and for, to make, you know, their own decisions, or it means that you don't respect them enough to give them that autonomy. Um and that you don't care or probably all of those things above to be honest um so uh yeah uh huge issue huge issue still everywhere honestly um all right now we were gonna get into like sexual and physical violence this is a bit of a harder topic to talk about and these are just a few examples right i'm again like i I could talk about these separate things honestly for hours i'm trying to just create some kind of like push and awareness around these things so that people are aware these things are happening um and that they have to be taken seriously and the f- and you know to see that women's issues are a global issue and they are, they are very pressing but i feel like we're moving way too slow <laughs> into the direction of where it's supposed to go um so uh yeah i'm not gonna go too much into detail but just to create like some kind of awareness again so for example under physical violence i wrote mutilation um there is acid throwing great example um there is female genital mutilation there is breast ironing i think um obviously this is very i feel like this is very specific to especially female female genital mutilation and breast ironing are very geographically um you know geographically focused i would say um but nonetheless it's violence against women and it's (laughs) we still need to talk about it and i'm so glad that uh, i think it was um pretty sure it was sudan who outlawed um female genital mutilation and even uh made it illegal which is great that is is a great milestone for people like for women in sudan and also in the mina region in general i feel like that's a that's a very big step but it's only the beginning. And for example, asset throwing is also very common in, in the West, actually. Um, you know, um, again, it's like the disrespect against women's bodies and their autonomy and the fact that they're human beings. Um, it just shocks me every single time that it's so common but yet we there is no accountability um there's no and what i mean with there's no accountability i don't mean that necessarily like uh the perpetrators get you know don't get prison sentences or whatever which is a problem in itself but what i mean with there is no accountability is that there is a whole system aka the patriarchy that leads up to these things you know, it's not like, oh, from one day to another, suddenly they start disrespecting women. No, no, no. We grow up in, in a society 
that teaches women and men to disrespect women. And so women grow up not valuing themselves and hating themselves and um, putting themselves down, uh, doubting themselves. And men grow up to not see women as humans, uh, not see them as equals, uh, seeing them as objects to conquer, objects to control. Um, and and that like the the fact that like what is mind-boggling to me is the fact that people don't acknowledge that that our cultures are all built in that way to teach exactly that because again this doesn't happen from one day to another um you know like uh f feminicides honor killings um uh, infanticides like but uh the, like these kind of actions are like the fact that someone would kill a girl a baby girl just because of her sex uh that isn't that isn't sudden that isn't a decision that is suddenly made that is uh patriarchal values and culture implemented into our daily lives and um it's not being addressed <laughs> and that is exactly what um bothers me i think uh, a lot i think that bothers me the most um you know every time someone says oh not all men i think what what bothers me is that they don't understand that <laughs> yes it is all men because we're all part of this we're all part of this culture we're all participating in it we're all letting it happen and we are all raised the same way so like you cannot tell me that you know just because you might have not ever hit a woman or you haven't raped a woman to your knowledge doesn't mean that you're not part of the problem because you're still benefiting from the system and you might not just because you're not aware of it you know ignorance is what they say in this case i mean i think in any case that's true um but being ignorant to it uh, in this case, I think is a crime, <laughs> and I think we need to uh, normalize, you know, normalize the fact that it's it's not okay that we need to address this, and that we are all dictated that this system dictates us in many many ways that we might not even be aware of. Um, but anyway, um, I think I talked about this in my last episode, so I'm not gonna get into it too much. But yeah. Um, again, also coming back to honor killings again, you know, <laughs> if you know anything about honor killings, you also know that this is very much goes hand in hand with the idea that you will belong to a man. Like you will always belong to a man, no matter what, um, you're not your own person as a woman. You're not allowed to be your own person as a woman. Um, and that goes for everywhere. I don't, like, even if there's no honor killings, you know, in certain geographical areas, doesn't mean that. And then it manifests itself in a different way. It doesn't have to be honor killings. There's other ways that it manifests. And it, you know, it might not seem as violent or it might not seem as, like, dramatic or urgent or whatever, but it's just as bad. It's just as bad because it still allows the system to, you know, uh, expand and breathe and thrive uh, and it's a shitty system so we shouldn't let that happen um uh, another form of physical violence is sterilization uh, i guess that kind of goes hand in hand with mutilation as well and also domestic violence um 
I have known, I have my aunts, she has experienced domestic violence, um, unfortunately, uh, for a very long time in her marriage and it took her a very long time to get free of it. And even when she was, when she was brave enough to, you know, divorce, uh, she got a lot of uh, scrutiny from her own family. Um, and until this day, um, uh, her brother's wife still believes that it's her fault and she will say so without any hesitation. And that again is part of, you know, us, um, excusing men not holding them accountable um there's no scrutiny against the men almost none not on a societal level otherwise we wouldn't see people like donald trump be president and we wouldn't see uh you know perpetrators and abusers be successful um there's no consequences and, and that's what we're teaching men, basically. Like, there is not going to be any consequences because of the sex that you have. And um, that, again, perpetuates this violence. It allows it and um, it spreads it. And it will not stop before we not... we. It, will, it won't stop until we, like, start dismantling that system. And until there are real consequences for actions. <sighs> Which brings me to my last uh, category, which is sexual violence. Um, uh, sexual harassment and abuse is obviously one of the most common forms. This can be um, like harassment in itself is is um, uh, not necessarily uh, physical. Uh, harassment can can also fall under uh, catcalling. It can fall under rape jokes um it can just any invasion of your personal space basically that doesn't have to be necessarily um uh physical but it can be like groping for example which also has happened to many women that i know um you know i had a man uh kiss my neck uh, like he was like 40 i was 20 at the time and i didn't like he did it from behind so i couldn't even stop him um uh like random ass dude i don't know him <laughs> this was at, like we were dancing with friends and like suddenly this man comes up to me and like jesus anyway so uh harassment and uh, assault assault is when usually you make the distinction between harassment and assault because assault is usually physical and rape does fall under sexual assault as well um i think uh those are self-explanatory um I don't I, I again I do believe that this happens because men don't see women as their own entities. I don't I think they feel entitled to see to, you know, possess whatever they want and what they see and because they're taught to do so and I think they're also taught that there will be no consequences to their actions, um, because they're excused, you know, from taking responsibility all the time. So um yeah, other sexual violence includes, for example, revenge porn. Um, uh, in case you don't know what revenge porn is, it's like um, posting um, pornographic images or videos of your ex uh, to ruin their lives. And this happens a lot, <laughs> like really a lot. And there is basically no prosecution of it most of the time. Um, again, no consequences, right? Um, and I think this also kind of... Um, 
brings me to the entire porn industry, actually, because I think the entire porn industry is misogynistic and bad um, because it perpetuates this idea. Like, a lot of the porn... First of all, there is so much information out there about how bad the porn industry is. 80% of the people you will see on screen are have been humanly trafficked or have been become uh, like have been trafficked to become sex slaves specifically um the entire porn industry is enforcing um misogynistic ideas um you know there is like some dominatrix stuff going around and people will be like oh it's empowering for women it is not empowering for women to do whatever because it's a male fantasy it's not that you know like okay you might feel good doing it but you're still fulfilling a male fantasy. So how is that, you know, serving women? It's still misogynistic at the end of the day because it serves men. Um, uh, but that might be a whole other episode, to be honest. Like, I can talk a lot about the porn industry. But anyway, um, you know, uh, human trafficking and, and, and sex slaves are also mostly, like, women, of course. Um, uh, also, a lot of uh, human trafficking you know, human trafficking goes into, um, uh, what's it called? The, like the sex industry in general. So that means uh, prostitution. A lot of them are a human, like a lot of people who work as prostitutes have been humanly trafficked. And I think there has been too much normalization about, um, sex work. Um, uh, not in the, uh, I don't want people to think that I, you know, I will not fight for the rights of, of sex workers. I will definitely do that. But that includes for me also criticizing the industry because um, uh, we cannot just ignore the fact that a lot of women have been humanly trafficked into this industry and that they're being exploited. Um, yeah. Uh, which is also a very sensitive topic and maybe that is also a whole other episode but um, yeah I wanted to mention that uh, and I think um, that is pretty much it <sighs> this was very exhausting um, I don't know what the conclusion here is um, I will try to come up with one I guess I think Again, what I was trying to do is to make people understand that violence is multifaceted and it is ingrained. Um, it is one of the most... Violence against women is one of the most common forms of violence around the world. It's something that all women can relate to and that ha they have experienced it in some form or the other. Some women are quote-unquote luckier than others, but at the end of the day you have been violated in your right to exist and that is something that cannot that we cannot let fly anymore we i don't know how we're gonna change that again i'm a big fan of you know um education i've said this many times and i think that's where we have to start but it's simply not enough we need to hold men accountable there needs to be consequences within society there needs to be a whole image change and again the liberation of women has to happen uh otherwise nothing will change and things will stay the same no matter how many laws you implement no matter like you know 
laws are all nice and you know but most laws are not even that consequential so what's the point of them um we need to give women spaces to grow we need to give women power to make change um i think that's the only way to to really see a global change um women's rights are human rights but we first need to be seen as human um and as worthy of existing um which is still not the case so i will continue to talk about this until you know the day i die because i don't think it's gonna happen in my lifetime but i i sure hope so we can try you know for the next generation but yeah this is this is that again if you have been a uh victim of sexual violence or any kind of abuse please uh feel free to reach out to me um if you don't want to reach out to me please reach out to someone that you trust um there is a lot of organizations e even in your area um that are willing to help you um and that are, are there for you uh, you know for emotional and mental support but also if you want to take legal action because you are you matter and you belong here and you have a right to exist and to demand respect for your own person um and uh yeah please consider uh donating to organizations that um you know uh work with women or uh victims of of uh like women who have been victims of violence um consider volunteering uh consider talking <laughs> to your please talk to your friends about this talk to your family about this push back um because every single small fight matters um and hopefully we will see the day until we, uh, the day that women are liberated and that is that for this week stay safe stay healthy stay hydrated and See you next week. Bye.